0: it's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to Living Skin. I'm Beth Bialko with Global Education, and today we have a fantastic podcast with a very special guest, joining us all the way from Australia, Education Director, Emma Hobson. So welcome, Emma.
1: Well, thank you very much, Beth. I am truly excited to be part of uh, my first podcast with you and we've got a really exciting subject that I love talking about, so you might have a challenge trying to keep me quiet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Well, Emma, if you don't mind, I do wanna take a moment and share a bit of your background uh, for our listeners today. Um, So for those tuning in, Emma has been in the skincare industry for over 30 years with experience ranging from business owner, she was a spa director, college principal, to corporate manager working in countries all across the world, including Asia, Europe, and the U.S. Now, she's been with the International Dermal Institute and Dermalogica for 25 years and currently leads the Dermalogica Education Department for Asia Pacific Region, working out of our corporate offices in Sydney, Australia. Now, I have to say that not only is she an amazing person and colleague, but Emma is literally the go-to expert for all aspects of health and the wellness industry. So her areas of expertise encompass dynamic business strategies, as well as insights into future trends of the professional skincare industry. She really has her finger on the pulse of consumer buying behavior and business management, which is perfect for our topic today. Now, I have to note that Emma was also chosen by Beauty Director as one of Australia's 10 most influential people in the health and beauty industry. And we are so lucky to have you with us, just sharing your vast uh, knowledge and education with our podcast. So, it's, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. So now we're going to jump right in to our topic today, which is really focusing all about good business health. So with all of your expertise in business strategies, we know that you're the source when it comes to running a business successfully. So for any business owner or entrepreneur listening in today, and especially in the salon business, good business health isn't just about numbers. I mean, it's really about being you know, motivated and productive. And managing stress now, I think all of which are important steps to each and every day now I feel definitely especially in Emma I th- think we've had discussions about this you'll agree is that in the skincare industry it's important to to really look at these aspects because we make it our business right to take care of others but I feel like in order to do that successfully and authentically it's important to start the day off right. So my first question for you today is, what are some ways that you recommend to mentally prepare to start the day off right?
1: Um, Yeah, I, I absolutely agree that we are great givers. We give to our customers and our clients all day. And sometimes that can be massive drainers. And so it's important really to start, I suppose, your day with a full cup yourself and start the day with uh, the right headspace as well as obviously being quite fit in your body as well because sometimes our roles are quite physical as well. So start the day I think in a healthy way. Your body really is the engine um, that drives you through the day and gets you where you want to go. So when you think about getting up in the morning, what do you do? Do you sort of like drag yourself out of bed? You know, hit the alarm clock on snooze 110 times, um, and and just really find it quite sluggish to get yourself motivated. I think really it's it starts by actually going to bed earlier, um, not taking any um, electrical devices, your phones, laptops to bed, um, getting a good night's sleep, and then when you wake up, it's okay. How do I want to mentally wake up and prepare myself? Because you you do choose Beth how what you think the only person who's in control of your mind is yourself and so when you jump out of bed you can either choose it's going to be a good day or it's going to be not such a good day now even if you've got an ache in your back or something in your shoulder you know yesterday is history you know don't take what happened yesterday into today and if you had a bad day yesterday you got to just put it to bed and so when you wake up, it's like, okay, let's get going. Let's mentally, I'm gonna have a great day. Put your if you have to put your fists in the air, get yourself motivated today. <laughs> is a great day. And then what are you going to else are you gonna to do to respect this engine, this body of yours? And I am a great advocate of fitness and health and mental health as well. Now, maybe when you wake up. Your perfect way of starting is actually through meditation, even if that's just five minutes to yourself to mentally get your head in the right space and to calm your body down. If you tend to find that you are overexcitable, then sometimes it's actually it's not jumping out and doing 10 star jumps. It's actually sitting and being mentally quiet and preparing your your headspace for the day. Um, I love going to the gym. I go to the gym every single morning, and I know people. Who, where do you find the time sometimes? But if it's a priority, we just do. And I think it's important that we 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 do that. You know, rise up. I think and attack the day with enthusiasm, um, and feed yourself well. Think about the fuel you're putting in the body. Don't skip breakfast. Please don't skip breakfast unless you know you're on a like a sixteen hour fast or a day fast where you have a. detoxifying function of that otherwise have a good healthy breakfast with some protein to really make sure that you get um, the body fueled up not too much sugar and then you've got yourself in a good space to start the day and unbelievably your day will go so much better if you just start the day in the right way.
0: That's perfect I love that just like rise up seize the day. I think I need to start doing the hands right above my head. I think that would get me get me going a little bit faster in the morning. Now, I know just working with you and talking to you, you have um, some great business building examples, and I think even some better stories. Now, there's one in particular I was hoping you could share with us today um, is about the nine alarm clocks story. So I'd be curious for
1: you could just could share with that with us. <laughs> yes, I remember sharing that with you before. Um, I very much believe in planning your day. I believe your day should be in sort of small time modules. And to so that you don't run around like a headless chicken and not know what you're doing, if you're a really good planner of your time, it's amazing how time efficient you become. But um You know, we can be a little obsessive with this. I have one of my team members who um, is amazing, and she she has a small child. She lives a long way from work. She's got to get up early. She does her exercise. She runs marathons. She's amazing. And she was telling me, actually, she has nine alarm clocks set in her house to make sure that she always leaves the house on time. And so she modulizes her time. She wakes up with one alarm clock. The next alarm clock's in her bathroom. She has so many minutes to cleanse her skin and have a shower and clean her teeth. Then the next alarm clock goes. That's when she should be going to do you know, her next task. By the third alarm clock, she knows she has to be downstairs. By the fourth alarm clock, she knows that break has got to be done. By the fifth alarm clock, she knows the other task. And the last alarm clock that rings on the ninth time is the one that says to her, Get out the front door and get in the car because if you don't leave now, you'll be late for work. So um, I I love the the, the modular way she organises her morning. She's a fantastic planner. Not that I advocate nine alarm clocks by <laughs> any people's homes, but you know, taking to extreme, it is a perfect example of how if we are disciplined with our time we really do achieve a great deal in in the time that we have available to us
0: i love that i mean i seriously can i love that story over and over again and every time i hear it i think okay i should probably adapt that i mean it it really does make sense like you're chunking out your time and allowing it to i think for me it would be allowing me for not to get distracted you know it's easy right to pick up the phone look at instagram and next thing you know you know, 15 minutes have passed, um, so that's perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Now, speaking of planning, and kind of looking at your, your day and your business, I know a lot of us have heard about the, um, the 80-20 rule. Could you elaborate on this a little bit more, and how does this apply to whether you're a skin therapist, whether you're a business owner, or you know a manager um, of a location with the 80/20 rule.
1: Yeah, the 80/20 rule, or the Pareto principle as it's called, um, I think is a fantastic one. You know, it's amazing how across so many different things it seems to apply. But in theory, basically, it reflects that 20% of your efforts that you put in produces 80% of the results. So, for example. Um, you know, when you, you have your day, you can really drill it down and say, okay, of my eight hours I spent, what was the really productive time? And on the, the principle of the 80-20, probably 20%, like two, two, you know, around two hours nearly of your, of your day um, was probably the most productive, and the rest was just jobs that you did and time, sadly, that you got distracted and, and wasted. And so it's about learning to focus. If you're smart and really look, I think sometimes what we do, a little bit like mice on a wheel, we tend to go to work, we do all our chores, we just sort of go round and round and round, we have lots of activity. but There's a difference between activity and achievement. And so you kind of have to take a step back, look at what you're doing and say, all right, Of what's on my to-do list today or how I'm going to spend my day which brings me the greatest amount of productivity? What's going to bring in the best revenue for my business? What am I going to do or focus on that I know is really really important and means that I'm going to get something exceptionally positive from it? Does that make sense? So another say for an example, um, if you have, say, as a manager, on average, twenty percent of your staff can cause eighty percent of your your managerial headaches. Okay, one has one has to be careful not to spend so much effort on on those perhaps a couple of people. And neglect the other team members because if if you have such productivity in the other people, then it's important to focus on on them and their productivity, not focus on the the challenges and negativity of a few. Because sometimes we can lose perspective. Um, Another example would be um, looking at your staff's productivity. They often say that sort of. 20% Twenty percent of your staff provide eighty percent of the productivity. So um, you have probably twenty percent of your team, which you may say are absolute high performers. So what do you? What kind of focus are you putting on that? Do you just let them? go ahead and, and they just naturally do it? Or do you tap into that? Do you say, okay, this is my my really high performing functional employees, what extra jobs can I give them? What credit, what, what uh, responsibilities can I do that they can actually produce more for the business and focus on developing them? So in everything we do as a therapist, your day, of your whole day, where do you bring the the dollars in? Where can you bring extra customer service? Where can you bring your focus that brings the greatest amount of return? And on average, that's about 20% of what we do. If we're really smart and clever, we can smash that principle and actually start to turn that around a bit. By focus, you can actually get that productivity up and focusing on the things that are most important.
0: That's that's perfect because I think that really allows us to, as you said, and I and I, I wanted to kind of repeat it again, is like looking at the activity, you know, versus achievement, and really looking at where you're investing your time and your resources. Because it's easy to get caught up and constantly, like you said, going around that hamster wheel. Spending your time, maybe not necessarily in the areas that are bringing you your most productivity. So, when it comes to those, you know, activities, um, as as we mentioned here, as a as a business owner or you know an entrepreneur, skin therapist, there's a lot of responsibilities, a lot of little details, right, that need attention. So, what is your advice on how to manage those? Tasks. Some of them are daily, um, and how do you decide on on which ones to really focus? On those that really make the biggest impact. I think that's um, that's a, a question I I think would be really helpful if you could if you could go into a little bit deeper for us.
1: So, just um, for an example, everything that we do, obviously, in a business has um, a financial impact, either negative or positive. Um, and it's, as I say, it's in my previous answer. It's about productivity. So, looking at your task list, just looking at okay, I walk through the door in the morning. I'm, I'm the manager. I walk through the door. What am I going to do to to bring the most productivity and set the day? So, do I come in? Do I go to my desk? Do I sit down and think? Okay, I have to look at my emails because gosh, I you know crikey, we sometimes. Get our inbox filled um, yes. with hundreds of emails a day, some important, some completely irrelevant. Um, do you think okay that's the most important thing or do you just do because it's automatic pilot you go, you put your up down, you sit down, you check your emails, hopefully not too much on social media first thing in the morning at work, um, but or do you think all right well the first thing I have to do is actually go and check my message bank. Do I have any cancellations? Do I have anybody who's wanting a last-minute appointment? Because that's money in that's money in the till. I've either, if I have a cancellation, I either have to go to my cancellation list or think about phoning a couple of clients there and then and say hey, hi, do you know I've got an opening today? I know you're perhaps wanting to get in. Um, maybe you're going to offer them some a promotion because it's last-minute, a little bit of a discount or something. Um, because that generates revenue and it's so much more important than just doing one's emails first thing or for example you know do you go and and set up your room when really you should be thinking about having a team huddle in the morning Mm -hmm. Um, I mean hopefully we should set up our rooms before we finish at the end of the night but you know rather than thinking about okay I'm getting ready for my, my first client it's okay let's have this team huddle Who's coming in today? What treatments are they having? What are our goals? Are we going to get them to rebook? Um, what are the, hopefully, other skincare products we're going to recommend and our goals that we, we want them to purchase today? Like looking at what did they purchase last time? What may they, maybe they be short of? Did we sample them something last time? And these team huddles grouped together and saying, okay, this is what we're going to achieve today and this is how we're going to do it. That is seriously productive time. But unless we become disciplined, it's so easy to walk through the door and maybe a, a team member may say they have a problem or somebody's running a bit late and you just get wrapped up in the day-to-day and then you lose focus and then you lose um, you lose sort of that that 20% that's bringing in that revenue. Mm-hmm. I think that, that really
0: I think sets the tone for the day like you said, are the emails, are those bringing you revenue. And I love the team huddle, you know, point of that, because I feel it also gets everyone like on the same like same focus, same page, same path of what the goals are for that day. So it's perfect. So from from these activities and these, you know, managing your daily task, I love the saying. I've heard a lot of people use it before called eat the frog, right? Which is saying to kind of do what you like least. Get it out of the way, right? Just do it first. So, can you um, maybe share some examples of how this could relate to um, a skincare business?
1: Sure. Um, there's a fantastic book. If anybody hasn't read it, I, I highly recommend. It. It's a great read. So, uh, when we take a look at eating the frog, um, it's a great analogy. Because you think, <laughs> oh, apart that, that from the French, you might like the odd leg or two. So. Um, Eating the tasks that are sort of eating the frog are the things that we know we don't like doing. And we procrastinate and we know, we gosh, we know in our gut we should be doing it. And we just prefer to fill our days with the nice things and the things that aren't so good. For example, you may know today you have to have that challenging confrontational conversation with one of your staff members. And For many um, business owners or managers, we're very tight with our team. We work very closely with them. We worry as females. We don't want to upset someone or be confrontational. But at the end of the day as a manager or owner, difficult conversations have to be had. Um, We can't let poor behavior carry on. It causes complete distress with other team members. It breaks the whole uh, camaraderie of a team down if people feel that someone's got away with something or it's not being addressed in the right way. And we can't have a business where we have employees that are not working to our business performance criteria. And it's not nice to have those conversations. It's not enjoyable, but you've got to eat that frog and really got to get it out of the way. Don't leave it till the end of the day. They're the type of conversations that really you have to have first thing in the morning to make sure any behaviours you have to have addressed and get it out. And just as we don't like it, it's just got to be done. Mm -hmm. Another idea, uh, another example will be a client who's complained and you heard that they phoned yesterday or you heard a client complaining um, or feedback from it. You know, you've got to phone them. Or you know you've got to address it and they may shout at you down the phone or be very angry with you um, and again really unpleasant circumstance none of us like to have clients that are unhappy but we can't just sweep it under the carpet and think well we don't really I won't say anything she won't come back anyhow it'll be fine it won't be fine they will tell so many people about how unhappy they are it's so bad for business and, and as disagreeable as it is for us sometimes to face those conversations head on, you've got to eat the frog and just do it. Uh, it may be even something you know in small business sometimes we get a bit sticky with cash flow and sometimes we might just not have enough money to, to pay the bills. Now if that's ever happened to you and you have a supplier for example that you, you're in debt with and you haven't play, paid Again, there's no point putting your head in the sand and pretending, la, 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 it's not happening. Um, You've got to phone the supplier up or drive in and go and see them and have the conversation. Again, as difficult as that may be, you've just got to do it. And you know, any difficult conversation that I think any of us have ever had, at the very end of it, it's never as bad as we actually first thought it would be and then when it's over, how good you feel it's like okay, I did it. And um, you can move on to the fun things that's the rest of, of your day and the things that are on your list and the day will only improve and get better from there.
0: That's so true, especially in your reference to it is difficult and right No one wants to have those uncomfortable conversations or whether it's with a staff member. Um, even with a family member, right? I mean, it's just, it kind of just sets the tone. But when you do it, it just, I feel like, opens up um, a bigger portal for better and and bigger things to, to come. So, as a past business owner myself, um, I always feel like there was a never ending to do list. It was always there. Sometimes I would think I would cross off two things and I'd add like, seven more. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have any advice or recommendations of how to deal with the to-dos and making them a bit more manageable? Yeah.
1: Um, uh, first of all, I think just write a general list. Don't put it in any particular order to start. Just let it all pour out, everything that you've got to do. Maybe it's some things from Yesterday, that you didn't get managed to do, new things today that crop up um, as they always do. Write the list, and then what I do is I'm gonna, I get put in. I have four boxes, and then I divide my to-do list into these four boxes, and I use a coloured pen. Um, I love colour, and I think it um, it attracts you to the most important things. So my first box is in green which is a box that says urgent and important. And oh I run my eye down my list and I put in that box all right what is really urgent and important I have absolutely got to do today and obviously the of the urgent important what is the thing I have to do absolutely first 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 second so you prioritize in that box. Then I run my eye down the list and then I think okay what's urgent but not quite so important and then I put that in my second box and that is to me in sort of a I usually use a sort of a golden amber colored highlighter on that one. You use whatever colors you might like purple or pink. <laughs> um, then I have another box that's not urgent but is important so they're the things that you know you've probably got to do by the end of the week. Or maybe if it's a monthly plan or something, I know I've got to, it's apt, it is really important, but you know, hey, what, it's not actually an important for today. And then I have another box which is not urgent. And you know what? It's not really important either. And so when I look at that box, I think, what's in the box that I actually really don't have to do? Maybe I can delegate. Um, I love delegation. I... Not, and that's not passing things on, just passing the buck, but that is do I really need to use my time and and my my um, my efforts to do that when you know what someone else can probably probably even do it better than myself and has um, the time to be able to do it in my team, so. And then some of the things that you put on your to-do list you may think you know what I really don't have to do that it's not important it was a nice idea but hey I haven't got the time no one else really needs the time to do it so take it off the list and then from there it really helps you because then um, I drill it down into my modules of time so I know how many sort of what I would call pockets of time that I have in a day and then I make sure that I drill down and give myself what times I am going to do that. And I make sure I get it done without interruptions. I think one of the other things, which we're going to talk about in a moment, maybe is about you know dealing with stress. One of the things is don't, you know, don't get interrupted when you're doing something very important and urgent for work. Um, so I have time on my calendar that is not interruption time. It's my urgence, I cannot be interrupted, this is my focus, this is my absolute productivity time. And, um, and with those modules I always make sure that there is a small break in between each module because if you just push, 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 um, scientists tell you and it is true you are much less productive, much less productive. You need to have a mental break even if you get up and stretch your legs to the restroom come back just mentally switch off for a moment or two and reset yourself resetting yourself is a very important part of being productive
0: this is amazing because i think well first of all i'm about i should i'm going to hire you to help me get <laughs> my list together <laughs> i love this i love the fact you know it is like just like write it all out like no particular order. I think I'm I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I'm like, okay, number one, do this. Number two, I need to do this. But the four boxes that you've given us, I think, are really impactful and great ways for us all who are you know, everyone who's listening in today, myself included, talking with you, um, can implement this, right? Put it in action right away. So thank you. So you mentioned stress, and stress as we know, right? It's not always uh, unavoidable in life or in business so do you have any you know top tips for managing stress or any suggestions for like best practices because it's like you don't want to let stress take control so if you have some great advice for us we'd love to have that from you today
1: um Beth I could probably spend about two hours on this so I'll only pick a few of my favorites Um, I do believe very much about managing stress in the workplace Um, If you don't manage stress, stress will manage you without a shadow of a doubt. I think the first piece of advice that I can tell over years of working with in uh, big jobs and stressful situations and and large teams is to learn to react, um, act rather than react. Um, Sometimes people come to you rather frenzied. I know Ray used to say once told me a great piece of advice. He said, Emma, sometimes people want to come into your office with a monkey on their shoulder, this great big problem, this monkey that's going ee ee ee, ee and all they want to do is dump it on your desk and walk out without it. He said, I never let anybody walk, leave the monkey in the room. They've always got to walk out and take the monkey with them. I'll help them solve the problem, but don't give me some give me your problems as well as my own. And I, I think that's really a good piece of advice. Is Act rather than react. You know you cannot control other people's emotions, you cannot control how other people react if they come in really stressed, if they come in crying, if if, uh, you know someone's angry, um, but what you can do is be completely and perfectly in control of you. You can choose to be calm, um, sometimes that very much is about breathing. Um, stress is, and handling stress is a great deal about breath. So when you feel that your chest tighten, you just stop and breathe. Sometimes it's asking people for a moment um, and you'll address something in a moment, go outside and just breathe. Breathe it through and then think it through. So you're acting, not reacting. I think that is my strongest piece of advice, not only to be a good person, manager of of people and customers, but also about how you manage your own stress levels with with any kind of uh, challenge that comes to you. Uh, I mentioned about eliminating interruptions and I think that's very important, Um, allows you time to focus. Sometimes you have to close your door or just let your team know that this is my very important time. Um, and the only time you can can interrupt me is if, oh crikey, you know, something really, 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 really important um, that cannot wait. Um, I think talking things through manages stress too. You, hopefully we all have someone we can trust. And sometimes you have a problem. And just talking it through. You know, women are very good at talking things through. So sometimes just talk it through with somebody, and usually when the words come out, we find our own solutions just by the conversation, and I think that helps enormously too. Finding humor, crikey, you have to laugh. Get those endorphins going. Laugh at work wherever you can. Try and find the funny side of situations. There usually is one at the very end of it. That's sometimes where our best stories come from, Our funniest stories, one of the worst things that have happened to us. Um, have realistic expectations. Sometimes we expect too much of ourselves, and that causes us to be in a dreadful, stressful situation. You know, life is not perfect. And at the end of the day, don't worry so much about things. When you think honestly, what is the worst that can happen? Really, you know, it's it's not so bad. Nothing usually turns out that it's so bad. So what is the worst that can happen? And and just let it go. Um, And with those few things, I think you you get, you can help manage your day. As I say, I I do have a, a long list, but there's just some of my favorites. Well, those were so,
0: I mean, so helpful. And I've enjoyed spending this time with you today talking with you all about how to have, you know, really good business health. But I think there's so many insightful and inspirational and impactful pieces of information that you really shared with us, Emma, that I know are going to make a huge difference to so many people listening um, into this podcast. So I just want to thank you again for your time. Uh, for calling in uh, from Australia as much as I would have loved to have flown to come see you in person <laughs> for this conversation. And I know you're super busy, but I again, we just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for taking the time with us today.
1: It's my absolute pleasure. Beth, I wish you could have been on a plane too. <laughs> and to anyone that's listening, um, you know, just just do the best that you can. And um, your best usually, so you know what, is good enough. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And um, I look forward, hopefully, to speaking to you all sometime soon. Great, thank you, thank you Emma. We're
0: gonna take you up on that. We're gonna have you back at another podcast very soon. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. You can find us on iTunes and the podcast section of Google Play Music. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. For more information, visit Dermalogica.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.